Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Frenchie is here. We are coming off a Thanksgiving week off. Frenchie's a little under the weather. I have a migraine or one of those like, not a migraine, just like a headache that won't go away. So I don't know. My post-Thanksgiving work week is was was not off to a rousing start today. How about you? Uh, no, I I spent a lot of time with the twin nieces. Yeah. So oh, that's one of them. You guys got sick, sick. and yep. so I wonder if that's who got Michelle and I kind of sick. She's doing worse than I am, even though she still went into work, work this afternoon. But yeah, if my voice sounds strange, that's why. Um, but I'm I think hopefully I'm on the on the men. This weekend was kind of a wash because of that. Yeah, I mean you know it's not bad, but to me, but my. Non-racing, racing question. So we're going to do one of those, how to, uh, like, you're going to, we're, we're going to try to G-rate the name here. So we're going to do start one, bench one, and cut one off of your make-believe team. The options are Christmas caroling, driving around to look at Christmas lights or holiday lights, and work holiday parties okay so what were your innocent substitutions <laughs> for f mary and Gil? <laughs> uh start bench and cut okay sports themed got it so i'm 100 cutting christmas caroling okay okay i will start the work holiday parties because i don't really mind our holiday party it's pretty okay. casual and most people just bring in like some baked goods and yeah sometimes there are some ugly sweaters but it's it's not that awkward or i'm not really you're not forced to go either and yeah. then i'll yeah i'll bench the driving around for christmas lights i don't mind that but you know I, i'd rather i think stay inside okay. than just kind of spend all night sitting in front of strangers houses where they look at you like what are you doing I mean, they have to expect it, especially the ones that put out like a bazillion Christmas lights. Like, there is a, a guy, he's a bit elderly now, so I don't think he does it anymore. And no, it's not me. Uh, he lives around the corner from my parents' last house, who I think is his, he was a handyman. So his nickname was Bob the Builder. And he used to put out so many, get they get so many cars that drove by, but like he liked that because he, he knew like, when you decorate your yard and your roof and your backyard and the fence, like people are going to drive by your house. Yeah. Like who are you doing it for? If not yeah. for the people that are going to stop by with kids and, you know, point right. out everything that was in the yard. I used to get so pumped to do that every year. We would drive by his house, even though it was you know, pretty much right up the road. But anyway, I, I, I agree with you on, on the cut. I'm cutting Christmas caroling. I would bench holiday parties only be, only because I'm very excited to go to girlfriend's holiday party this year because it it looks really nice. I've seen some pictures from previous years. Uh, this past weekend, actually, I actually bought a new bow tie for it. I'm going to wear my suit and you know wow. look real. You know, it's it's very you know it, they go all out for it. So it's you know it, it seems like a lot of fun. Now, personally, I don't know if my company is even having a holiday party, but I wouldn't go even if I had nothing to do. The only 
The only way I would go is if two things. I have one one single coworker that I like actually like to talk to outside of work. If he was going and it was a um, a day evening whatever when girlfriend was working. If she was if I had if I you know I would go then. That's the only way I would go. And I should leave it there before just in case anybody from the office decides to start listening to this and I just trash all over them. And then I would start Christmas lights because I actually do like driving around. We're going to take my parents to it's called Longwood Gardens. It's like this big outdoor garden display and they like they do it up with a ton of Christmas lights. I've heard super good things about it. And then I think we're also going to try to squeeze in going to the zoo because the zoo does a Christmas light thing as well. And then in South Philly, there's a couple blocks that like are very famous in the news for like decorating the entire block. Like everybody gets into it. So I might, you know, for that, I could just walk up the street now. So that's kind of what I, but I also don't entirely disagree with your answer in that one. I thought we would disagree more, but. I have a question for you about bow ties. Bow ties, okay. Did you yeah. get one of the ones that just clips? Or did you get one of the ones that you have to tie? Because I'm currently learning how to tie because yeah. obviously getting married in a few months, I want to yeah. wear a real one. Yep. And I'd say, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos. I practiced with myself and all that kind of stuff. It goes well about 10 to 15% of the time. The rest of the time, it something frustrating happens and it doesn't turn out right, at least for me. Yeah, I sorry, I just clicked on something on my computer and it, it popped up. I don't know what it's popping up. That being said, yeah, I I have bought the like ones in the past that you don't need to tie like the clip ons. This one I bought is pre tied. So it's not a clip on it just comes pre tied. And like you, I have also tried the like YouTube videos and whatnot a couple of years ago. And I failed miserably. Like every time I watched all the YouTube videos, I wouldn't be against kind of figuring out if I could learn it again at some point, but check out the You can buy like regular, you know, neckties, you can buy bow ties, clip-ons, etc. And you can buy like the little, like, you know, the actual tie bar that you like put on a tie to keep it, freeze free and whatnot but i bought a lot of ties in the past on there when i actually needed to like dress fancy for work so yeah it's it's a pretty cool place very good question i was just saying that a couple weeks ago that i wanted to learn again but i haven't gotten around to it and i don't think i'm going to before zed holiday party in a few weeks does the tie bar now sponsor us i wish If they would like to sponsor us, you know, they can definitely reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk. But I do have a pretty cool, at least in December, fun little sponsor for us. And I'm trying to pull up the ad read because we are keeping this very low maintenance. It's from our friends at NordVPN. You need a secure VPN service for... You're watching Peacock for IndyCar if you're, you know, in Canada or overseas. Go to NordVPN.com slash Parlay, P-A-R-L-E-Y. That's also your coupon code to grab our huge discount. 
off your NordVPN subscription. Again, go to nordvpn.com slash parlay. The link will give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. The link will be in the podcast episode description when it comes out this week and every week, as long as they are in here. So make sure to go to nordvpn.com slash parlay. Risk-free now with a 30-day money-back guarantee. What's next? I used to use a different VPN service, but I think that subscription is ending soon. So it sounds like I'm going to become a NordVPN user. As you should. I appreciate that. Or I guess they appreciate that. I don't really care what you do. I don't know. If, they, if they're sponsoring us, then they're definitely <laughs> going to get some of my money because yeah. then it essentially goes back into our pockets, kind of, in a way, theoretically. Yeah, yeah fair enough. What's uh, what's uh, now that being said, we don't have a ton of news to get to, so we should be out of here relatively quick. Maybe at some point in December, maybe next week, we can find one other person. We can see if Malukas is available and we can do like racing trivia. But we haven't done a trivia episode this year. I don't know. What do you think? No, yeah, I would be happy to make racing trivia questions. Oh, and you know what we need to do? We need to do our racing episode with the girlfriend and her friend who want to ask a bunch of ridiculous racing questions as they try to understand the racing world. These sound like Patreon episodes to me, but we can talk about that later, I guess. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I feel like we should put like part of that episode in public just because... Mm-hmm. I think they would appreciate it, but I also agree with you. Maybe we'll do like a 15-minute preview for the masses. Sounds good. Uh, Do you want to start with IndyCar news or F1? I think I know which one you're going to pick. Uh, I don't care. Oh, really? Okay, well, let's start with... Let's do what I usually like to do. My way of doing things, at least when I was a kid and had different things on my plate that I didn't really like, I would eat those first so I could finish with my favorite stuff. So okay, in honor of that, for you, yeah, yeah. we will start with F1, and then we will finish with IndyCar. All right, let's do it. Go okay, so the F1. First, yes, that, that level of enthusiasm, I felt it. We're going to now list out all the records that Max Verstappen broke in 2023 because this is, I think going to be the last we talk about him and his accomplishments for the remainder of 2023. I think we're planning to do an award show that doesn't involve Max Verstappen in the future, but let's see. He's got the most number of wins in a season, which was 19. Uh, I mean, obviously they also had more races than ever before the season. His, the previous record was 15, which was held by none other than Max Verstappen himself from 2022. Highest win percentage was 86.4% of races won this season. Previously, that was held by Alberto Ascari, uh, and he had won 75% of the races in 1952. 10 consecutive wins, a record previously held by Sebastian Vettel in 2013. 21 podiums. 21. That's just insane to me. Uh, 18 podiums was the previous record. Uh, which was held by Max 
he's breaking his own records. It's kind of annoying. Mm -hmm. In 2021, let's see. I don't even care about the points because no. points to me mean a lot less because they're not, you'd have to standardize it. Um, most laps led in a season. So he led over a thousand laps, 1,003 laps out of 1325 total. Sebastian Vettel previously held that record and had led 739 of 1139. Let's see. So that's okay. That's 75.7% of laps led. That record, I guess, was previously held by Jim Clark in 1963. Wow, this is crazy. Yeah, this is just most races left before winning the title. Six equal with Michael Schumacher in 2002. And then I don't know if there are any other interesting ones. Oh, well, yeah, this is kind of interesting. Most pit stops by a winning driver in a race was at Sandvoort. So he had six pit stops, which is equal with Jensen Button at the 2011 Canadian Grand Prix. Crazy. So the Ascari one is, which one was that again? <laughs> um, that's the win percentage. So out of the total number of races Max had 86.4%. Alberto Ascari previously had 75% win rate in 1952 think, with Ferrari. You know, it's it's pretty, that one's pretty impressive because it's hard to keep that up for a 23 race season. But you could also say Ascari's is still more impressive because the cars used to spontaneously combust left and right. So, mm -hmm. you know, I would still lean Ascari, but like that one, you could be like, okay, there's some intrigue in, in that one. Most of these are complete garbage because it's just 23 races. You know, leading 75% of the total laps is interesting in theory, but then you, again, get to remember that these guys who previously held the record you know, used to patch holes in their car with, you know, duct tape and drive back out there. So, you know, not super impressive. And then what was what was the last, last one you... Actually, I was looking this up, and... So he, I guess, looks like Ascari didn't even start whatever the the Swiss Grand Prix was, which is the first round. Or I get, I don't know. This was a Formula Two race. I have to look more into the season. And yeah. And he started the the five hundred, I guess, which was counted as an F one race at the time yep. and retired. Yep. But then he won every other European round of the championship. And he got pole in one, two, three, four, five out of those six races. Damn. So, yeah, I'd say that was pretty damn dominant. What was the question you just asked, though, while I was reading that? Uh, I don't remember. No, nonetheless, this will go down as one of the least interesting F1 seasons in the last 10 years. I have no hope for next year. I'm not all that excited about the regulation change in 2026 because we were promised better racing with the current regulation change, you know, in 2021 or whatever. And it's not like anything really happened, mm -hmm. but you know, I'm a little bit more open-minded to that long-term. Will I pay any attention to anything F1 over the winter other than the, what you tell me in the news? Probably not. But yeah, man, I, I watched 38 seconds of the finale about lap six when I 
woke up and then I decided I would rather play video games. And I'm kind of glad because I heard it was not particularly exciting at all. But that was the first F1 I've watched live since June. Wow. Or July. Yeah, July. That being said, yeah. I think I watched the morning. Actually, the morning girlfriend and I went on our first date because then I watched IndyCar that afternoon. I think there was a race that weekend. I don't I, know. I, I remember what IndyCar race was that day. What day was it's in July? Yeah, it was the Toronto IndyCar race. Ah. Because it was peacock or it was peacock only, so I just put my phone in, in the shower when I was getting ready. Oh, you know, right. you know, yeah. you know that already. Now now the whole world yes. knows it. Now I've done that before. And then my phone fell to the floor and got really wet. I actually did not. Mine did not. There was a lot of I, I almost made it that's what she said joke and I stopped myself because this is a family podcast. But it was 850 degrees that day in Philly and it was real brutal. But we're going to go off topic. Oh yeah, I heard this story the other day, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot I forgot you were with us like 9 days ago. It feels like a lot longer than that. It was 9 days ago? 10 yeah, days wow, ago. Felt, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Wow, yeah. yeah, we did. We didn't produce any racing content while we were together. Well, that's because like pretty much immediately we started drinking and like I had tequila, I had rum, I had beer and I had gin, which was really not good because it wasn't like it's not like I drank like 20 drinks. But Saturday after you left, we were walking around the grocery store and I was like, girl, we I got to I got to go home. And like I passed out when she was making dessert because we went to game night for her co-workers that night mm. and i slept i slept for like 90 minutes on the couch like i was just dead i was just like mildly hung over until i started drinking again that night what do they call that hair of the dog <laughs> yeah i mean i was i was okay like i it wasn't like it was one of those ones where like i was laying on the floor but like you know when you just your head doesn't feel 100 percent and it's just like you just have that like dull headache like that's that's the kind of hangover I had like once we were once we were driving to game night. I don't even think we drank that much, but I guess it was a lot of mixed drinks. So we'll Yeah, pose. I had all mixed drinks and I don't because I think it's because I kept switching liquor. Like every time I got something different. And that mm. usually is what does me in. Yeah, just creating like a petri dish in your stomach of alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. I think 2026 might be interesting for F1. And sure, I'm going to say this. And I think I could definitely be proven wrong, but I'm hoping that somebody gets the engine regs wrong and they have unreliability. Or unreliability is even a word. They hope they have reliability issues. And I think that person's probably going to be, or that team's going to be Ferrari. So it's not going to be surprising. Or, probably, or Alpine too, right? Yeah. But... I don't know. Honda's no longer really going to be making the engine for Red Bull. So could could uh, provide a bit of an Achilles heel for them. I really doubt that, but it gives me a little bit more hope because Adrian Newey is not an engine designer. So he and his team are not going to be able to be as superior and clever as they normally are. 
with in that area, right? Yeah, that's fair. All right, well, that's my hope. Okay. And we're going to see Alpha Tauri become racing bulls, allegedly. That's it. Come on. I the wish... Alpha Tauri whole experiment didn't work, right? Like this, the clothing brand, I, I hope that they just shut it down. Because if you remember, when I was in London, I almost went into the store because I got all excited seeing it in the wild. Yeah, yeah. I was like, ooh, am I going to get some unique merch in here? And there was nothing F1 related. It was... It looked like Uniqlo. Have you been in that store? Yeah, they actually. I have a couple so, pairs of their sweatpants. Yeah, like their clothes are are cheap, so like mm -hmm. it's all plain, cheap, basic stuff. But I went into Alpha Tauri, and it was all just basic stuff. From what I saw, it looked like the kind of stuff you could buy at Uniqlo, but not for twenty one dollars. It was two hundred and ten dollars for the same T shirt. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. So. That, that definitely wasn't going to work, but racing bulls. Um, Toro Rosso was definitely better. I don't know. I, I just, they should just sell this team because if they can't come up with a cool name, it's, then it, it just shows how little they care, honestly, about they don't it. Even, like, they don't even need to come up with a cool name. Why can't we just have Toro Rosso or Red Bull B or, Red Bull with less helmet market Marco inf influence. Like, just keep it simple. It doesn't need to be crazy. You know, some of the best team names in any sport are simple and not, you know, wildly crazy or whatever. So, Racing Bulls is super dumb. It's feels like one of those like minor league sports teams that's like real low in the totem pole in minor league sports where they. You know, their name is the Racing Bulls, and they have ridiculous promotions every night. And, you know, the Bulls skydives into home plate before the game every day. You know, you know stuff like that. That's what it feels like. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, like a. What What is the. Uh, lowest level of like minor league baseball? I can't even think of it right now. Like a ball D a ball. Yeah, not not triple D just single a ball. No, okay. Well, um, triple D. You didn't make a triple D joke because I was expecting you to do, say something about actually. <laughs> I'm trying to be family related today. I want to call it triple D. That's what we should call the new Racing Bulls team. <laughs> triple D. Okay, we can do that. But uh, they, I thought they were going to be called like Hugo Boss Racing or something. Yeah. Or have sponsorship. That was one rumor that seemed to like never. Uh never go anywhere like we heard it once and that was it stay ahead of the pack with the latest racing news and interviews from the hammer down racing report your source for regional racing action as well as the national scene every week we recap racing action from all around northwest ohio and southeast michigan and cover national racing series from the world of outlaws to nascar plus get all the latest racing news Join hosts Scott Hammer and Ron Miller, along with different featured guests each week. From dirt to asphalt, we have you covered. The Hammer Down Racing Report, available weekly on your favorite podcasting platform. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing, 
to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on. I'm trying to think of other like bull names that would be cool. I don't really know. I, I can't. Maybe it's just played out. Like you have Red Bull already. Yeah. Okay. It's they're not gonna. It's not gonna matter what they're called. They're still gonna be probably just about the same place on the grid. Yeah. Exactly. Speaking of which, though, Nico Hulkenberg, your buddy, he texted me. Oh. Well, he was trying to reach you, but I guess he, he got blocked confused. Him. Yeah. So then yeah. he. He texted me and said that he felt like the lack of progress that Haas made this season was, quote, disappointing and upsetting. His specific quote was, I think it just confirms my impression that the updated car didn't really give a significant step. It's very disappointing and upsetting. We're not happy about this. That's the story of our season. We didn't develop anything and totally got overtaken and outdeveloped. And hence, we're last today. That's the root cause. So we really need to address going into next year. Um, asked when, when asked about his prospects for 2024, given the lack of any real progress during the entire 2023 season, he said, I think we have to prove it when the time comes. I think we need to look at what we've done and what we have. That says nothing. And I... And he said, we need to make some changes because what we've done this year didn't work. Wow. What a big revelation there. And then he, there are some big questions going into winter break now. The, okay. That's all just absolutely saying nothing. I don't even know if I were him, would you even continue in F1? Like, what's the point? There's no when point. You're with a team that doesn't care. The point is money. That's the only point. The contract, whatever, however much money he's getting paid in that contract is probably why he's continuing. And that quote started off so strong. It's like, oh, yeah, he's going to shred into them. And then, like, you can just hear the, like, PR person in the background going, like, Nico, please stop. Yeah. And then, like, because his yeah. answer, the tone of his answer just, like, wildly changes, which, you know, doesn't, out. doesn't shock me too much there. But, yeah, go away, Nico, please. I was actually going to say that I think it's ego, not even money. He just has the ego yeah. issue where he wants to be on the F1 grid. And like, that's his thing. Like he needs to feel validated in his talent because he's never won an F1 race. And he, yeah, he won Lamar, but like he believes he's an incredible talent and like a uh, kind of a, a lost champion. So mm -hmm. he still needs to prove that he can be like in his late thirties on the F1 grid. And it's shocking. No one that he qualifies well, but then Nothing happens from there, not only because it's Haas, but I don't even think he would be that incredible in a car way higher up the grid. But yeah, like you said, basically, it sounded like the PR person then like kind of tugged on his leash a little <laughs> bit halfway through his quote and uh, he changed his tune. Yeah. Haas, uh, I, any argument you can make against Andretti is nullified by Haas. And their lack of any effort or commitment to improvement. Yeah. It's so hard tell to me why that. Andretti wouldn't add value to the grid when you have a team that's literally just taking money. 
and consistently being last. And they probably have the fewest number of fans. They don't move the needle whatsoever. And I, I mean, I don't particularly have anything against Haas. I, what I'm saying, I think, is just true. Yeah, but you know what isn't sucking money dry for no absolute reason? Our friends at NordVPN. I have to do this twice, so, you know, just oh, okay. go along That's with confusing. it, guys. Yeah, uh, listen, that segue was a little bit better. Remember to take advantage of the huge NordVPN discount. Go to nordvpn.com slash parlay. The link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan, and there is no risk with their 30-day money-back guarantee. Find the link in the episode description. Find the link on our Twitter. We'll make sure to post it the day the episode comes out. nordvpn.com slash parlay, P-A-R-L-E-Y. This will run through the end of the year, so you get to hear me talk about this all the time now. I'm running NordVPN on my work computer right next to me right now to get some work done when I'm not in the office. I can safely VPN in. What's next? Okay, so Daniel Ricardo Mm -hmm. has joked that Carlos Sainz is always the culprit when there's impeding in Formula One. (laughs) And that essentially that he gets what he deserves from other drivers in return. Sainz was complaining about traffic, I guess, after qualifying 16th for Abu Dhabi. And he claimed that drivers deliberately throw dirty air at rivals to hamper them while technically not being guilty of impeding. But then basically Ricardo said, oh, really? He's he's going to whine about that? I'm, I'm going to go speak to him because he upsets some people in practice and stuff. Like he's normally the upsetter that gets in the way. Do you do you notice that? I don't really know if I've paid. Well, you don't watch that much, so I don't even know why I asked you that question. But <laughs> you don't watch the sessions enough. I, for some reason, I just don't have this image of Carlos Sainz being like a an evil impeder of other drivers. I mean, but honestly, without having watched close enough attention, without having watched, you know, most of the second half of the season, they're all guilty. They're all pre. It's it's. Yeah, they're all prima donnas. They're they're all whining to gain some sort of advantage. Even Max, who needs no advantages. So I don't know. Listen, does has he done it? Probably. Has Ricardo done it? Also probably. Has Sonoda done it? Also, also probably. So, you know, it's it's a silly argument, but like I get it because he's probably frustrated in the moment, but I also, you know, let's they, they all do it. It's all politicking. Fair. That's true. Um, Speaking of some interesting quotes, uh, this is my favorite one. I I don't know. I should have saved it for the last, but... You're smiling as um, you even start talking about it. George Russell said that he was signing off on one of the worst seasons of his career. And that it's probably one of the worst seasons because it's just been really scrappy. It hasn't been through a lack of speed. We've had a lot of paces in many, many races, but just never achieved that result on Sunday. And he had no explanation for why that was the case. He said it's tiny little things where you could say easy to rectify that, but then they just didn't fix it. So 
He has no, he called himself Scrappy, which I guess is admitting that he is ultimately responsible for a poor season. But then he seems to blame other things, which is exactly what I would have expected from him. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it as much as you do. Because he's he's not going to go throwing the team under the bus. It was a scrappy season, and I feel like Mercedes probably just didn't execute on Sunday more than once. You know, did they win a race this year? I no. don't think so. You know, so I don't have an issue with it. It's also like I don't really care one way or the other, but I don't hate this one from George. Maybe if you take the S off the front and just call it a crappy season, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> okay, that's fair. All right, respect. Because scrappy is a little, little bit too polite. He, he had just like a, a pretty almost embarrassing season after his the level of hype that surrounded him for it to come a bit crashing down is not damaging for his reputation but his meteoric climb to Lou as Loomis Hamilton's successor has slowed down a bit in my opinion McLaren staying with Mercedes I guess after yeah. 2026, they've received some reassurance about that. Um, do you think that teams, I mean, a team, right, that's sharing engines with others on the grid, that's a customer team, can ever truly be the most competitive? Is this no. holding McLaren back? No, it's not? No, 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 it is holding them back. Sorry. Oh, okay. It's, you're, you're never yeah, going to get the, you know, grand slam engine that's always going to go to mercedes first the newest updates the newest upgrades the cream of the crop always go to the manufacturer team yeah and i mean mercedes was outperformed by mclaren through a lot of the season Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean not in the beginning of the season but you know for basically the entire second half Uh, however i don't i don't see that necessarily continuing Right. Maybe it will, because maybe they get something out of the car that just Mercedes is unable to get. But in terms of an engine package, I was hoping that McLaren would announce some kind of a deal with some manufacturer and be a, a you know, a customer team is the the only team receiving those engines, because I think that's the only way you you get to the top. Yeah, that's fair. All right, last last little piece of news. Logan Sargent apparently was going to be replaced. We keep hearing this all the time. This was like the whole season, right? It was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's going to be replaced. Oh, wait, no, we want to keep him because we don't just want to bail on him. He's shown flashes, but he sucks. But he's shown flashes. We have faith in him, but he's not performing. Well, apparently Frederick Vesti, who finished what I think it was second in the F2 championship. I believe it was to Teo Porcher. Um, he's caught Williams' attention and I guess is a contender for that seat. But I was reading, and I was talking to you about this earlier, that Logan's engineer, and this was not caught on the broadcast, 
said, or at least not on the Sky Sports broadcast, said essentially that he looks forward to what will happen next year. Like, looking forward to next year, bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which essentially, I mean, I I assume that means he's sticking in that seat. You, that's what you said, at least, that he's not going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, first off, probably. Because I feel like we would have heard about it by now if he was going to get replaced or at least cut. But I, sorry, my dad texted me and I, I was thrown off by his response. I oh, no, you got the uh, confirmation that Logan Sargent was being booted from Williams, right? As you said, no, that. no, no. Um, you know, it doesn't mean it. His engineer might not actually know what's going on either. You know, it might just be like, see, uh, uh, yeah, see you next year, but like, you never know. But I still think he'll be back next year. I think this, the last third of the year, from all of the Twitter reading I was doing. You know, it doesn't sound like they were talking about him as negatively internally. Yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. I mean, nothing really seemed to change from my perspective, but I don't really see Williams being ruthless. I mean, they kept Nicholas Latifi for much longer than they should have as well. So <laughs> this yeah. is just the way that they do it. Cash cows that are, I guess serviceable drivers are allowed to continue for probably a lot longer than their talent warrants. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. You ready for any car? Yeah. Yeah. Should we do another Nord VPN? No, I'm just kidding. We, we only need to do two per episode. Darn. That was going to be a perfect segue for you. I was looking at, <laughs> for I thought Nord VPN was a sponsor on some like racing team, but I can't find it. So if we can, or if somebody listening finds it, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Go team. Okay, so American Legion switched to Linus Lundquist's car for 2024. Yep. Big news, not big news. What do you think? I The only reason it's like a little curious is why are you going off of the guy who just won the championship? You know, Pelos won two championships in three years, and now you're not on his car anymore. It's it's a little curious, but you know that that could also be because Polo is getting some sort of PNC Bank level type sponsor like Dixon has now. So I don't I don't want to read too much into it until we see what happens with his sponsor afterwards, if that makes sense. No, it does. And it's, I mean, it's interesting because the other big piece of news that came out is that Alex Pillow has officially admitted in court documents that he breached his contact with McLaren. Um, but I guess he lost trust and confidence that McLaren intended to support his ambition to race in F1. And so he decided to continue racing with Chip Ganassi. This does not necessarily mean that he's agreed to pay their, what, $23 million Correct. in losses, but I guess this just signals the next step in these legal processes, and I don't know. I, I assume he knows what he's doing and has good legal advice, but 
yeah, this is just not. It's not that he constantly has this kind of weird legal craziness surrounding him, swirling around him at all times. <laughs> yeah, I. Man. I don't, it's weird to see him admit that, but also, like you said, there's got to be some sort of legal reason he's doing that or things that his lawyer told him or legal team told him. So, you know, I'll. I'll. You know, it is kind of what it is, but. It's definitely. Man, I. I don't know. But it's, I I don't know what to make of it because I'm not a lawyer. Like, it just seems like something you don't want to actually admit while you're in court because in UK, like it's in UK court. Why can't, why wouldn't they just be like, well, listen, you just admitted you were wrong. So now you have to pay what McLaren's asking for. Like, I feel like it could backfire. But again, I'm not a legal expert. I'm not even a US legal expert. And now we're talking about UK law. So I don't, I don't really... I don't know what to make of this at all. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It it seems like there was probably no way for him to deny that he breached the contract. Sure. And so now they know that his only argument is, yeah, I breached my contract, but here's why. And it's because McLaren breached their side of the deal, or they let me down in some way. And that's the only kind of argument he has to stand on. Uh, again, like you said, I'm not a lawyer. People tend to think I am when I say that I study criminology, but uh, no, I am unfortunately not a lawyer. Otherwise, <laughs> I think I'd probably be making a lot more money. Yeah. All right. What's next? Last piece of news. And it's not really news. So we're just going to end on the speculation because it is the off season, and that's what we have. Mark Miles has a quote that oh, basically right. says, he wants to, you know, have another big event for 2025. Okay. And I mean, clearly Thermal Club adding that they view as a big deal, a big splash. Nashville going to the finale, moving Detroit to downtown, going back to Milwaukee. But he basically says that this whole Argentina business at the Autodromo Termos de Rio Ando uh, is nearing its decision. And he said, quote, I don't know if we're in the red zone or just inside the 50-yard line, which, are you Zach Wilson, bro? Because <laughs> I've never heard of someone being more blind of where you are in the field and if anyone's open. Yeah, that's pretty but he wild. Said, yeah, I, I don't. he should stick to tennis because that's where his experience lies, clearly. Because that was not a good football analogy. But he said he thinks it's quite feasible even for the offseason, uh, the post-championship part of the 2024 calendar. The Argentinian presidential election happened, and that has not presented any new challenges for us. And there's a promoter putting together the components. They've got the facility. So essentially, they've got positive reactions from everyone within the paddock. And it sounds like it's nearing fruition, but we've heard this many times before. I don't know why he would come out and say this or why his quotes would be a little bit more I don't know, 
like positive or have a little bit more of a trending in the right direction theme to them if it wasn't but what what are your thoughts honestly this goes for argentina australia the uk wherever these rumors pop up that we're going to see some sort of race or non-points race just tell me when it's signed we've heard these rumors for so many years you know surfers paradise was hot a couple of years ago as kind of right before right after you know covid started in 2020 i forget exactly when that rumor came about and you know every couple of years it seems to be a new one that catches steam and i get why argentina has more steam than others but also at the same time i don't like i put little stock into these rumors because mark's doing his job and the indycar team is doing their job in terms of drumming up trying to drum up interest and you know put the ball in in argentina's court you know not the country but the track otherwise you know so i don't i don't blame them for what they're saying but also these quotes are all the same like they could really just pull like a mark miles quote from like 2019 about surfers paradise and change surfers paradise to argentina and it's the same thing maybe with a better football analogy but that's just splitting hairs. No, that's the sign of a good CEO for sure. Right, I, I agree with you. We'll see because they need to take advantage of the fact that Augustine Canapino is in the series, and so is Yungos. Yeah, but they and, also I, mean, that, I think moves the needle for Argentina. But they also haven't been able to get many new events on the schedule within the U.S. So for me, the fact that Richmond went away, we hear about you know Texas is now going away. Um, we we can't figure out how to get. Homestead on the calendar, Watkins Glen, you know, all these different places. It's like, if we can't do those, what makes me believe that Argentina is going to happen? But I I guess we've seen stranger things happen. Yeah, the big one to me is like Mexico. You know, we have one of the youngest stars in racing in Pato Award who is doing so many awesome things to bring fans to Texas, to bring fans to Indy. And he's like, I think like a month ago, got interviewed somewhere and he was like, I don't know why we're not in Mexico. If your drivers are going, hey, I can provide I can bring you 20,000 fans on race day. IndyCar should be jumping all over something like that. Because I can guarantee you. Did you just hear my dog? Did you just hear? uh, You know, Okay, cool. He finally got up from multi-hour slumber i don't know why we're not listening to somebody like pato in in something like that because it's not like going to australia you know mexico is on the same continent you can just drive the trucks really far you don't need to get a cargo freighter and and load it up overseas no and that's i mean argentina is a much longer flight at least it's on a similar time zone right but yeah i don't I don't know. Let's go back to Motegi. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would. I'd rather go there than Homestead, but that's just because Homestead got ruined by NASCAR and the the banking sucks now. But we'll save that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. We'll save that rant for another day when we have nothing to do. Anyway, I think that's all we have, so we'll wrap it up there. There's no racing this weekend, obviously. There's no F1 now. I guess the next race we have to look forward to is the Rolex 24 in two months. 
Wow, that's depressing. Time to enter a state of depression. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the getting dark early is enough of a depression when it's, I think it got dark like 45 minutes ago already here and it's cold. So it's just all around a bummer time of year. Like the next couple of weeks, like once we get to like holiday party and Christmas and family stuff and whatnot, that'll be fun. But getting to that part is going to be boring. Wait a second. Yes, sir. Pretty sure. That. Yeah, um, this is pretty much irrelevant, but I guess Formula E is supposed to be in Mexico on January 13th which will be before the Rolex 24, right? It will be. I will but probably not count. watch. No, no. No. All right. Well, let's wrap it there. Everybody have a good day, a good weekend. We'll be back next week with something, maybe trivia, maybe not, maybe news. We'll see. Toodles. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.